Hello everyone, I am Mirta Hurtado Rivas. No VIPs or rock stars, just simple people sharing their life stories to trigger discussions around important topics or simply to inspire us to embrace challenges ourselves. Welcome to Leadership. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Leadership. My guest today is Ruta Almane. Hi, Ruta. How are you? Hi, Mita. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, you know, trying to keep it, you know, steady and um, going through these difficult um, times, but I can't complain too much about it. Oh, great. <laughs> so, Ruta, thanks for taking the time. Um, do you want to just share, you know, a couple of... Um, role what you're doing so people know who you are okay sure so I'm first of all I'm of course I'm a family people so it's mean that uh, um, I am a wife I'm a mother of three uh, children and over this pandemic uh, I noticed that this is the most important part of my life but after that of course I have my professional life and I'm a trademark attorney practicing in Latvia, uh, doing trademark filings, oppositions, all this stuff, uh, enforcement, uh, anti-counterfeiting. I'm also a lawyer, so I'm uh, um, practicing before the court and board of appeal. Uh, so this is my professional part. I'm also an active uh, member of uh, several professional associations. And I used to be the president of FECTA, which I think is my highest position in these associations. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I think people are always curious to know a little bit about my guest. So that's wonderful. Thanks for sharing. So let's um, directly into my first question. Ruta, when you were a child, what did you want to become? <laughs> oh, it's, it's a great question. Actually, I... I have several dreams in my childhood. Uh, the first one, which I remember, was about like four or five years old, uh, child dream. And I uh, was willing to become a sculptor uh, because mm. I noticed the very nice stones nearby uh, wood, which look like a rabbit family. And then <laughs> I told my grandma, look, there is a rabbit family nearby wood. And she could not recognize that this is a rabbit family. So I decided, okay, but I will make them more closer to the natural rabbits. So therefore that was my first dream to become a sculptor and work with uh, stones and amber, which is a uh, uh, natural stone and nearby sea, you can find it. But my father told that this is actually a very um, hard professional because you mm -hmm. need to be very strong. It's more meant for men not for women. So therefore, I dropped this idea. It's like uh, fly away. But then uh, I have a second dream. Uh, and uh, that's come uh, um, the circumstances that my family moved to Africa. I spent uh, three years in Africa. And um, uh, that was at age uh, six to eight. So my first two years, my mother took care of my education and her hobby was gymnastics so she uh, taught me and my friends and we made a short programs and we performed that at embassy 
And then the wife of ambassador noticed me and told that, oh, look, this guy, uh, this girl has a talent uh, in dancing. So you should brought her to, to some ballet school. So then I started to dream about to become a ballerina. And when we returned back, then my parents uh, took me to the ballet school. And there was a very uh, uh, hard contest because there was a lot of girls who were willing to admit to the school. And to my big surprise, I was admitted. So wow. I, <laughs> yes, and so I graduated the school. And uh, but that was at the time when the uh, Soviet Union collapsed, and many theaters were in the very complicated situation because the state's uh, uh, support was disappeared all of a suddenly. So they had to close the theaters or reorganize them. And, and then uh, my parents told that, look, this is a very hard profession. You have to work along hours. You have to uh, uh, have many restrictions. And maybe you, you have to think about other profession because as a ballerina, you can uh, work only until 40 and then you are out. So, and um, I thought, okay, I have a good education in a cultural area. So I will go for international uh, cultural relations. Okay. And uh, yeah, but uh, luckily or, 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 or to my big unfortunate, I didn't uh, succeed and I, <laughs> I didn't attend this university course at that time. So, and then I went to a uh, law faculty just by accident because a friend of mine, he went to this faculty and I said, okay, let's go together. <laughs> and so I started to study law just by accident. <laughs> Excellent. I think it's really interesting to to go like from, you know, wanting to to be inspired by you saw, what you saw around yourself, right? Like the stones and being, you're looking at that and then, you know, kind of being triggered by your curiosity to like be, you know, open-minded and sculpture. I think that's, that's really interesting. And then obviously, um, you know, with the ballerina thing, which I actually, um, you had mentioned to me, but I didn't know that the circumstances as to how it happened. So it's really interesting to see that sometimes it should to be, at the right moment, at the right place, and being spotted by someone who will then, you know, kind of recommend or suggest something, and and then you actually just follow that. So um, you ended up in law by coincidence. Well, that's fun because that's now a big part of your life, right? Oh yes, and actually, the funnest part is that during the university, I didn't choose the intellectual property rights. I went to first lecture and I was born by by teacher. He was not very excited and I thought, no, this is the most uninteresting thing in life. So I, I didn't choose this course. <laughs> and, and then by the end, actually, I when I even was at the last courses of the university, I started to work with my first uh, uh, IP firm and I stick with this area, and, and I'm still in this area. So it's more than 20 years already. <laughs> yeah, so. I think that's fascinating. And it's um, a lot of people, at least of more or less our generation, went through that. So I didn't touch IP during my law studies either. I didn't do anything in that direction and still somehow ended up doing this. 
So maybe now let me just um, change a little bit the topic. Um, so you told us before the president, so you had kind of um, this uh, bigger leadership role, but obviously in your current role um, also at the law firm, you also um, lead people. Um, I was curious to hear from you what you believe are, you know, yeah. that define a good leader. <laughs> um, actually, sometimes uh, in order to become a leader, you should not define, as far as I understand, nothing. It's coincident. And then you just take those advantages and you should be brave enough to take them, uh, not to be afraid of these risks. And also you, you definitely should have the ability to feel the team because it is important not to be like a solo player but, but be a team player, because without that, I think it's very complicated to be a good leader. So I, for myself, um, I, I think that um, what I defined as important things is that you need to be uh, cooperative. It means that you need to feel uh, who is in your team, who could pre perform what, and, and then allow these people to be the small stars in your team, to shine in their area, uh, and not to be the one who is trying to take the place of sun and, and then the others is like, like satellites somewhere else. No, no, value the team. I think this is one of the most important things. Then of course you need to be creative because you need to uh, uh, see the uh, area where you are and you need to see these opportunities and then you need to, to set the goals for the teams and 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 lead them to these goals, and and uh, drop aside that others not important tasks or or try to structure this team in in a proper way. So it means that you you need to give this additional value to the team by your creativity. Uh, then of course you need to be open for the team. You need to have the ability to communicate because without that, I think the leadership is very complicated nowadays. Earlier maybe not, but now you have to communicate in in person. And now we are screens, which is more 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 complicated. So you need this ability to communicate. Without that, I think it's very complicated to be uh, a visible good leader. Uh, and then, of course, you need to be a critical thinking, because if, if you just take ideas, if you don't test them, and, and if you uh, be like chaotic and, and not structured and, and not anal analyze all this information which you get as a, as, as, as a head or, or leader, uh, then I think you, you will lose your position and no one will. Uh, appreciate that you are in front of others. So the critical thinking is is quite important thing. Um, let me just um, go back to a couple of points that you mentioned. I think uh, one important thing is obviously um, the collaborative part, right? So it's working with others. You mentioned also building on strengths, right? Is identifying the strengths of each individual and then building. So and when building all those, obviously you 
kind of almost automatically will also be recognizing the strengths of people. Vision comes also the value that people are asking for, right? They, they, they need to be feel valued, space and airtime, right? It's not all about the manager. It's, it's really about everyone being the best in the area that um, they're good in. The other thing that I find uh, really interesting, you mentioned courage, right? I think um, I like sometimes when I speak to younger people that absolutely want to become managers, um, especially when I do the mentoring and so on, actually I try to slow them down and ask them really, do you know why you don't you want to become a manager? What is it that it's so great about becoming a manager, right? And it's really interesting to see that a lot of people actually don't know what it is that they want from the role. They think that it's kind of the next step in the career, but there is not a lot of understanding as to what it really entails. And I think that's really interesting um, because once people start thinking about why it is they want to become a manager, then you can also see how the values will position themselves, right? Are they really more like individual contributors? Do they really want to work in a team? Can they give space to others? Are they capable of communicating? In our days, as you say, it's not so much only about the listening, but it's about the listening, understanding the other view, and then still trying to come to a common you know, understanding of things and not only just um, pretending to listen. And as you mentioned, our days with this interactions even more difficult because you don't have the feeling, right? The feeling is sometimes not palpable through the screen. So I agree with you. Now, um, in your experience, do you think that any of this kind of, you know, characteristic that we just mentioned are more male or female? Or do you think it's independent who the person is, which gender or background, it's just more a question of personality. Uh, I think uh, I, I would I would go back and say that uh, in, it's it's very much depends on um, also the cultural influence and and the and then environment where you lived in when you were a child. So we lived in in Soviet Union where there was so many restrictions around us and uh, express our own opinions sometimes were dangerous. So we were taught still that keep your, your thoughts with you, don't express them, uh, take the position of the country uh, or st state position. And, and therefore for me, it's, um, it's a, uh, quite a challenging to express my own opinion and to be proud of that I also have an opinion and I have a, a right to express them. Uh, so therefore, I would not say that it's like a gender question, but I would say it's more cultural question. And uh, that uh, it's it's very much, there's a high variety because the Nordic people, they are more close and the people, they are more open. For, for them, it's a cultural way of, of acting influence that. Gender may be uh, because uh, men are more braver than women in general, historically. So therefore, for them, it's maybe more natural uh, to take the leading position to, to protect family, 
the, the, the people around them, society and so on. And for, for women, it's more natural to, to keep their home and to stay at home and to be that. That was for centuries. Therefore, to change that in one century, of course, it's challenging. But otherwise, I think both uh, genders are capable to, to take a leader position. But, but yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And, and I think you, you've touched upon a point. It's really important that, you know, depending on your cultural environment, that will influence a lot. And even though we are in a time where I think we progress, right, with respect to how we bring up girls, right, um, how we try to encourage them to be brave, to be confident, self-aware, um, how we try to not limit their, their choice, right, of education, um, pushing them more into science and so on. Um, it's still very interesting, actually, to see that our heritage still is, weighs very heavily on us, right? And, and you mentioned it before, you know, you said, like, you, you realized during the pandemic that being, you know, a wife and a mother, you know, being a family person is probably the most important part of your life or role in your life. I think that's very interesting because the pandemic showed once more how heavily actually society relies on women to do all of that yeah. work, right? And um, even though we are 2021, but when you look at 2021 uh, with the pandemic situation and the distribution of roles, it, it's not the different that looking in, into the 50s, right? The, the roles are still very similar. There's just more flexibility. Oh, yes. Yes, that's true. And actually, this pandemic really shows that when you are stuck at home and you come home, then uh, how well is built up your home. So how well you have these relations and trust and also how you share the roles in the family who is taking care of what. And of course, the children in between of that, whether they treat that the time which parents need for their job properly, or they are just like as small stars demanding all the time for them. Because in, in this pandemic, you, you had to, to, to share your attention and your time between the professional life. You cannot close the door for eight hours because the school is going by and the small kids, especially the small ones, and, and my youngest one uh, just started the first class at school. So she didn't know how to learn, how to sit mm. and, and, and all this. So I had to spend the time with her, teach her. And then I understood that there are a lot of things in the professional life who can be done by others, but there is no one who can help the small kids to, to grow up and to find out their place in the life so therefore I think that yes you you have to take care of your home first of all and then you can move on if you have the time and energy and and so on so therefore I actually I, I'm very happy that at the time when pandemic came I was not anymore a president of ECTA because <laughs> I can imagine yes <laughs> yeah, that would be impossible. All these challenges that you are restricted, you, you have to change the way of communication. You have to find your own way because there are so many online things going around. So you have to 
be noticed in between of all these webinars and, 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 and other things which are going online and you have to be more attractive. So it, it, it demands a lot of energy and, and a time from you, I would say more than uh, when I was a president, because I was like going in a, in a in a route which was already established. So there was no, there was there was a road in front of me, and I followed this road, and 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 therefore for me it was easier than nowadays those who are taking these leading positions. So it's very very yeah. challenging. Definitely, definitely agree with you, and. Um... We have been speaking about, uh, obviously, diversity and inclusion here in Lida Ching very often. Um, I, I, I just hope that with time, we'll figure out a way leaders can, you know, live together in a more equal way in the sense of, you know, sharing all of those um, charges, right? It's like, you know, there is the emotional charge of, you know, being at home, living, you know, being with your family, children elderly people, whoever knows there is emotional, there is a domestic charge, making sure that the house still is working. You have then, you know, the other charges that come together and all of them. And I think it would be wishful. Hopefully it will happen one day that we go into roles where everything can. And there is not um, any much so much, um, you know, focus on, on women. But let me ask you another question with gender. Um, because I'm sure that uh, very few of my listeners actually will be aware of Latvia, right? Um, <laughs> it's followed by many, many, many different people from many different countries. And and I, I'm sure that for those that are non-European, Latvia is a country that they will need to go and check up where exactly it is, which one of the Baltic states it is. Um, how is the situation about, you know, um, not only gender equality, but just like, you know, equalities in general in, in Latvia? Do you think uh, there is still a need for, for us to continue talking about this topic um, of diversity? Or, or do you think that, um, you know, most of the things have been achieved already? I think in, in equality of uh, genders in Latvia, I, I haven't feel this um, uh, very big diversities because uh, yes, in the former years, there was a men who take leading positions and, and there was not so many women because they were struggling with the, with the home duties. It was not so easy. Uh, there was not enough money to do and uh, to buy everything. So they have to spend physical time for those duties and therefore they don't have the free time to, to go out and to take the, the professional uh, positions. Nowadays, I can't say that because we have a quite a, a, a big amount of, of uh, women who took it, took a leading position. So I would not say that this is a, a challenge for, for us. The challenge for us, I think, it's a leaders as such, because I think several years we noticed that there is no uh, uh, good big leaders who taking the attention of the public and who is uh, capable to, to lead the public, especially that is in political area. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in industry, I would not say, but, but in politics, yes. There is a lack of good leaders. But I think um, this is a problem in Europe as such, because you see that- <laughs> It's a global problem, Ruta. It's Maybe, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. It's like going backwards instead of, instead of forward. I think um, something 
happened to political class overall around the world. I think there are so many examples of things going wrong, not because uh, society is going wrong, it's just so distanced from normal citizens. Yes. <laughs> Such a disconnect. And, you know, and, and, you know, we are talking, we are all people who have, you know, um, been educated and so, and still, even for us, it seems like politicians are in, in their own bubble um, somewhere talking about a world that doesn't really exist. And then there is normal citizens that have a very different reality and to a very weird outcomes politically, right? And uh, But I'm mm-hmm. happy to hear that actually Latvia is, is kind of, and, and I must say, um, I have met now with time, we have also um, people in my team from Latvia, which is great. So um, oh, wonderful. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and my feeling is also the same. That, um, she is less worried about inequality or opportunities. Um, and I think that makes a difference because you can feel also with people, it makes a difference just per se. They behave different. They, they, they don't they need to be constantly thinking about, okay, am I equally or is there something happening behind the scenes? So I think it's a different way of being being there being a professional, a female professional in, in, in this area. So I'm very happy to hear that. Now, time for my last question. Um, so time really flies by, as you can. So if you could go back to your 20s and you would give yourself advice, right? Like experience that you have until today, you go back to your 20s, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> A wonderful question. Actually, when I go back to my 20s, I remember myself as so shy person. I never spread a word in society. In the school times, I was I, I, I couldn't step out and say something because not because I woman or girl at that time, but because I was so shy. And and then I was lucky enough to have a, um, nice people around me encourage me. And, and so I was lucky enough that those, they believed in me and told, oh, no, you can do that. And, 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 and so encouraged me to take these opportunities and, um, and, and, and take these steps forward. So what I would say to me 20 years ago <laughs> that... Don't be so shy. Take these opportunities and and uh, enjoy them, and uh, and then the life will be much easier. Take it more easier than than I've done in twenty years. <laughs> but for the others, in general, for the youngsters, I would say that yes, you have to believe in your destiny because uh, there is someone higher than us who 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 know our road in in our lives and therefore just believe in that that these are or these people who cross your life they're meant to do that so it's mean that these opportunities and people are meant for you learn from them take take the chance to speak with them and and take your um these chances and and don't be afraid of um done something wrong because there is nothing wrong what you can do with your life <laughs> much for for that advice and i think uh, that resonates 
start with what we are trying to do, which is just a, you know, um, it's also find the path to share life experiences so that people understand that um, whatever you define as right can look very differently. Path, there is many different paths that lead to just a good life. And it's up to us to decide life needs to look like. And I think you mentioned it and, and concur with that a lot. It's like trust yourself. Oh yeah. And for a reason and just be confident enough. And you know, um, I was very shy too when I was young. Um you believe it, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but actually when I was in my teens, especially like going from 15 to 20, uh, it took me always a lot of courage to speak up and and present and um similarly to you it was people around me that helped me overcome that and it was not like you know very direct but it was just because and they were you know very soft showing me there is a spot there is some space for you you can be yourself in this spot and then one feels like so much more empowered so i think for for all those that are listening around you who are not speaking up help them speak up help them nudge them in the right direction and 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 help each other to become the best um, of our true selves so Ruta, it was a pleasure as usual every time i meet um i enjoy talking to you i hope that we will see each other very soon i miss our drinking and partying and sharing and just talking to each other <laughs> Me too. And thank you, Rita, for inviting. And thank you, actually, for bringing this um, questions, because for, for many people, this is inspiring them also to take these decisions and, 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 and take these challenges and not to be afraid of them, because sometimes you need this kind pushes around you so it's it's a great great project you started and and i would like to finish with a with very nice expression which i read recently and this is an expression of oscar wilde and i even printed out for myself and put it on my desk that and he uh, he said be yourself everyone else is already taken and I like this very much because we sometimes when when you are young, you are really think that you could be like this guy or or this woman, but actually no, you can't be them. You don't have the background, you don't have the circumstances. You have to be yourself. You have to inspire by them, but then you have to make your own path. And and that's always nice. Thank you so much for the quote. I love it. I love it. It's really beautiful. Thank you so much. So, join us once more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast either on Spotify or any other of the podcast platforms. Um, stay tuned. Bye. Bye bye. I hope you liked this episode of Leadership in English. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on your respective platform and subscribe to our podcast. See you soon!